48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. Hong Kong interest rates rise by a quarter percentage point after a similar overnight rise by the U.S. Central Bank. Former Chief Executive Donald Chung gets one final chance to challenge his misconduct conviction. And China starts buying U.S. soybeans again in a signal it's serious about an agreement to call a truce to end the trade war. Hong Kong, the Hong Kong Monetary Authority has raised the base rate by 25 basis points following an overnight rate rise in the U.S. It's the fourth such rise this year, meaning a full percentage point has been added to the local base lending rate, which is now at 2.75%. Here's the authority's chief executive, Norman Chan. As widely expected, the U.S. Fed raised its policy rates by 25 basis points last night. This is the fourth rate hike this year and the ninth time since December 2015. This morning, the HKMA also adjusted the base rate for the discount window upward by 25 basis points to 2.75%. Hong Kong dollar interest rates have been gradually rising. For example, one-month high ball has risen from 1.2% at the end of last year to 2.4% recently. High balls are gradually moving nearer to the US dollar interest rates. HSBC says it won't follow the latest rate hike, maintaining its lending and savings rates unchanged. Local banks raised rates in September, the first time in 12 years. The rate rise in the United States to 2.5% came despite repeated appeals by Donald Trump not to do so. His demands to keep rates down have coincided with a fall in U.S. stock markets recently. Announcing the move, the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell said he wasn't worried about Mr. Trump's demands. We talked to hundreds of people in all different parts of society, not just business people or market people, but people from community development organizations. We get survey data from thousands of people, and we're going to take all of that information and we're going to make the best decisions we can, and nothing will cause us to deviate from that. Former Chief Executive Donald Chung will be given one final chance to challenge his misconduct conviction as the Court of Final Appeal today agreed to hear his case next May. Maggie Ho reports. Asking the top court to grant a final appeal to his client, Donald Zhang's lawyer said the trial judge made a mistake by failing to tell the jury that they have to consider whether the defendant had made an honest error of judgment or if he deliberately broke the law. Queen's counsel Claire Montgomery also told the three-judge panel at the court of final appeal that the jury should also have been instructed to consider whether Zhang knew it was unlawful not to declare a deal with a local businessman or whether he thought it was unnecessary. The 74-year-old former SAR leader was originally given a 20-month jail sentence by the High Court for misconduct in public office. In July, the Court of Appeal upheld the conviction but reduced his prison term to 12 months. Zhang was found guilty of failing to disclose to the Executive Council a property deal he had been negotiating with businessman Bill Wong between 2010 and 2012, just when Exco was considering whether to grant a digital radio license to one of Mr. Wong's companies. Responding to the defense lawyer, Queen's counsel David Perry for the prosecution said the trial judge had summed up the evidence in a fair manner and the direction he gave was tailored to the facts of this case. He noted that Donald Zhang attended a radio program soon after his property negotiations were exposed by the media, where he said he never gave any thoughts to making a declaration. Mr. Perry said the judge did instruct the jury to consider his remarks and that if they believed what he said was untrue, they could convict him. The lawyer added the threshold for a guilty verdict laid down by the judge was high.
The Court of Final Appeal judges then announced they'd hear the case on May 14th next year. They will hear arguments on whether the judge had properly directed the jury on whether this was a case of willful misconduct and if the judge should have told the jury to assess the seriousness of the charges. Mr. Deng did not ask to be freed on bail pending the hearing. Three former public doctors accused of referring patients to a private clinic that two of them ran have had their case adjourned for two months in the public court. Timmy Sung has details. During a brief hearing, their lawyers requested to adjourn the case for another eight weeks to seek further legal advice. No pleas were entered and they will return to court on February 14th. Yao Shenkin and brothers Brian and Aaron Chu are charged with conspiracy to commit misconduct in public office. The court heard between January 4, 2012 and June 21, 2016, they conspired to refer patients at Caritas Medical Center to an eye clinic operated by the brothers. Mr Yao faces a separate charge of theft over 29 bottles of eye drops and nine tubes of eye ointment that were stolen from the hospital authority. They have been released on bail. China's major state-owned grain stockpile says it's resumed buying U.S. soybeans in the latest signal that Beijing is pressing ahead with a December 1st agreement between President Trump and Xi Jinping that's aimed at ending a trade dispute. Beijing also said last week it would suspend extra tariffs added to U.S.-made cars and auto parts for three months from January 1st. While China and the U.S. initially offered differing accounts of their December pact, China has recently moved to show that trade talks are still on track. Civic Party lawmaker Dennis Kwok says he believes he convinced the United States not to change its policy of treating Hong Kong as a separate trade entity to the mainland. A U.S. congressional report stoked fears last month after it recommended reassessing Hong Kong's special trading status because of what it said was Beijing's involvement in local affairs. Mr Kwok returned from his trip to the U.S. yesterday morning. I think the Hong Kong Policy Act will not be uh, drastically uh, revoked or changed at this point. But also I I hope that I have conveyed a message to our friends in America that there are people here who speak the same language and care about the same values, that it is time to stand shoulder and shoulder together. Uh, But at the same time, you need to watch Hong Kong very closely. A man has been found dead in a hotel room in Causeway Bay with a woman beside him sent to the hospital unconscious. Police received a call shortly before 11 this morning that the two were in a room at the Charter House on Wan Chai Road. The woman was taken to Ratanji Hospital. The Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says he's very concerned about a third Canadian citizen detained on the mainland. The latest dispute comes amid a growing Uh, I'm sorry, the latest detention comes amid a growing dispute between the two countries over the arrest of a senior Huawei executive in Vancouver earlier this month at the request of the United States. President Trump's announcement that he's withdrawing American forces from Syria has been heavily criticised at home and abroad. U.S. Republicans expressed dismay with the chair of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, Bob Corker, describing it as terrible. He said Republican senators were shocked. We've got allies around the world that have been with us all this time, have been fighting with us. There's probably 50 or 60 countries that have been involved in some form or fashion. To my knowledge, we didn't even communicate with them uh, that this morning we were going to make this announcement. It's caught everybody off guard. I know that uh, I, I doubt there's anybody in the Republican caucus in the Senate that just isn't stunned. The former presidential candidate, Republican Senator Marco Rubio, described it as a colossal mistake. A grave error that's going to have significant 
repercussions in the years and months to come. And there's three reasons why, and it's complicated. ISIS is not defeated. They're most certainly degraded. ISIS is already converting into an insurgency, and now they're going to become an even more powerful one. Another Republican senator, Lindsey Graham, said he feared it would be a big win for Russia and Iran, which also have troops in Syria. But Moscow said the U.S. withdrawal could create the possibility of a political settlement in Syria. Britain, a major ally of the U.S., has also expressed concern and questioned Mr. Trump's assertion that Islamic State militants in Syria were defeated. The British Defence Minister Tobias Elwood said, on the contrary, the threat from IS was very much alive. Here's the BBC's James Robbins. The British government is stopping just short, at least in public, of condemning President Trump's decision to pull US forces out of Syria on the basis that IS fighters have already been defeated. And in Syria, Kurdish forces fighting IS feel abandoned, just as Turkey is vowing to step up attacks against the Kurds. The most powerful allies of Syria's President Assad are pleased by Donald Trump's move. Russia and Iran hope to increase their power in Syria and beyond. Prosecutors in the U.S. state of Illinois say nearly 700 Roman Catholic officials have been accused of sexually assaulting children much higher than the church itself had disclosed. The Attorney General of Illinois said the Catholic Church had publicly identified 185 priests and other clergy members as suspects, but a preliminary state-led investigation has found a further 500 credible cases of child sexual assault. The European Commission has begun implementing a plan to avoid major disruption if Britain leaves the EU without a deal in March. The temporary measures are designed to ensure that life can go on as normally as possible. Here's the BBC's Adam Fleming. British airlines would be allowed to fly in and out of the EU, but not within it, for up to a year. To facilitate the sale of some financial products, Brussels is prepared to say that some UK regulations meet European requirements. This would be for up to two years. British citizens who've moved to another EU country should be allowed to stay and visas won't be required for short visits. The message from Brussels is that leaving with a deal is better than this. Health officials in the United States and Britain say outbreaks of a rare childhood disease similar to polio are on the increase. Acute flaccid paralysis affected more than 100 children in the US in 2018, more than double the previous year. 28 children in England had it compared to five the previous year. Here's the BBC's James Gallagher. Acute flaccid paralysis is rare but serious. It affects the nervous system and the spinal cord, leaving people's arms and legs weak and floppy. In the most severe cases, it stops people breathing and can be fatal. The symptoms are similar to the paralysing disease polio. There's no immediate treatment and most patients will have long-term complications, although physiotherapy can help. Acute flaccid paralysis is more likely to affect children, but adults can also develop the condition. Shares in the telecoms arm of the Japanese company SoftBank have continued to fall sharply on their second trading day. They're now down more than 20% since Wednesday following the second largest initial public offering in history. Investors are worried about possible costs to the firm from the replacement of Chinese hardware. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 112.3 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 13 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 88 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,485, 380 points down on the previous close. And now with the sports, here's Atom Chung. 
Major League Baseball has reached a historic agreement with Cuba's Baseball Federation that will allow players from the island to sign big league contracts without defecting. Under the new agreement, modeled after those with leagues in Japan, South Korea, and Taiwan, players will be signed out of Cuba and be granted a work visa subject to U.S. government approval. For decades, Cuban players have made their way to the U.S. under mysterious circumstances. One of the more prominent cases involves Yasiel Puig. The all-star outfielder was smuggled out of Cuba by traffickers linked to a Mexican drug gang in 2012. He went on to sign a multi-million-dollar contract that year with the LA Dodgers. Next to football, and the semi-final lineup of the English League Cup is complete after wins for Tottenham and Chelsea. Goals from Son Heung-min and Delhi Ali gave Spurs a 2-0 victory at Arsenal. The former England international Dion Dublin says Tottenham deserved to go through. Well, Arsenal looked a little bit tired to me, a bit leggy. They just didn't look sharp. They did create some decent chances, but not clinical enough. Spurs were just a little. Spurs were like men tonight. They were big, strong men, stood up and were counted in a big derby quarter-final, and they deserved to win tonight. They really did. A slightly spineless tonight. I was a bit disappointed. With Arsenal, expected them to score at least one with all the chances they created. But from what I've seen tonight, Spurs deserve to be in the last four. At Stamford Bridge, Chelsea left it late to book their place in the semis. Eden Hazard scored a 1-0 win over Bournemouth with a goal on the 84th minute. So Chelsea will play Tottenham. Manchester City face third-tier Burton Albion. Real Madrid will face El Ain in the final of the Club World Cup in Abu Dhabi. The European champions beat the Asian champions Kashima Antlers 3-1, thanks to a hat trick from Gareth Bale. It's great on a personal level to get the goals, but、um, the most important thing, as I always say, is is to help the team and、uh, and as I say, get to the final. And now it gives us a chance to win the trophy. Tomorrow we will analyze the opposition and and yeah. And get ready for the game. So、uh, we know it's going to be a difficult game. It's one we really want to win to to lift the trophy. And yeah, we'll look forward to it. The NBA-leading Toronto Raptors rally from a 17-point deficit to beat the Indiana Pacers thanks to a clutch basket by Fred VanVleet. The point guard nailed a go-ahead three-pointer with 25 seconds remaining, and the Raptors went on to win 99-96. He scored nine of his 11 points in the final quarter. Kawhi Leonard led Toronto with 28 points. And the Houston Rockets set an NBA record with 26 threes in their 136-118 victory over the Washington Wizards. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong interest rates rise by a quarter percentage point after a similar overnight rise in the U.S. Former Chief Executive Donald Chung gets one final chance to challenge his misconduct conviction, and China starts buying U.S. soybeans again. The news from RTHK.、Yeah!